0: Welcome everyone to the study group. Sometimes I, I hesitate to call it the building love that lasts study group because we get really into startling new places that have nothing to do with the book in some ways and in some ways it's the basis of the book and the work. And and Chloe and I and Janet and well, is that it? We're just in a five day possibility lab in the North Island of New Zealand. And not only that, but when and Chloe and I got back, then we had a meeting with our with the trainer path people around the world. And in that call, there was a we investigated a thing that we're calling Hollow Man. And I wanted to share a little bit of that with you just to see if you have any information about it or something like that. So you could do it better than me, maybe. But.
1: Okay. Where we, where we got, where this research started, it was this experience of some, I'll just say somebody who... So I think for different reasons, but sort of the reasons that we were distilling was, for example, uh, an extreme amount of pain being, being, being young. Like really often the survival strategy starts, it seems pretty young. So, for example, some kind of a huge amount of pain, physical pain, mostly physical pain and an inability for the parents to be with the baby when there's this pain. And so the parents just they cut off the relationship and they let the the baby cry or scream or and be scared and and have no, there's no completion, there's no uh, listening to that pain, and so it's so terrible, it's so painful for the being that the person would choose to. This is one case. I think it's not all the case, but for example, would choose to send off their being like somewhere really far. And if some of you have done some processes, when um, when it's not to the degree of the survival strategy of the hollow men, usually when somebody send off their being or send off a part of their being, the part usually hangs around not too far. Has anybody ever experienced that or seen oh, that? No. This, yeah. No. The being, okay, usually the being is not too far and is just kind of waiting around for when the person is ready. But in this case, it seems like it's so... It's such a huge cutoff that um, there was an example of the being being sent out in, in outer space in a time capsule. That's how far the being is. And then to uh, be able to relate to the world, there's this, con- there's this construction of a construct that seems just at this edge of the personal bubble. There's this personal bubble of space you know, whether they declare it or not, this kind of like this edge of this is my space. And then people build a kind of person like it would build this construct all around the, the personal bubble of space. And that's the thing that interacts with the world completely like a hundred percent, you know, so it's, we're not talking about about like the box because everybody has a box. So it's something different because even with a box, sometimes you know you can sometimes the, the being might talk or the adult might talk or mm-hmm. the bright principles might talk or you know even if people who haven't done you know ma- massive initiation they still have this ability to let something else speak but in this case it's basically that's the only thing that can interact and and for example for oh, people who in, um i'm just going to mute people for people who might be in possibility management, what happens Every time is when, uh, We need to
2: set a clock that please, goes
1: off and... Mute yourself. Thank you. When when some distinctions get landed, the distinction usually are meant for the being. You know, the distinction that we use are meant to change the shape of the being so that you can catch more consciousness so that you can interact with the world in a different way. This is the power of these distinction. Okay, well, when there's no being there, because it's been sent off, for example. Well, it's actually the construct that changed shape with the distinction. And you can feel that the, the those experiences never actually go more profound than this this show. So there was also an image of, you know, an asteroid belt, you know, kind of split off little little pieces of construct kind of all over the person. But inside... It's hollow. Thank you. Mm and and this is you know, and the and the thing is they're, okay, the people who are hollow basically cannot connect. I think that's probably one of the biggest symptom. It's like they cannot actually be close, like their being be close to anybody else's being because their being is not even there.
0: And there's this sense of not being home, like not Mm. being home, and that the sense is that home is very, very far away. And there's not really a, a way to go home because it's so far away or so dangerous so it's just impossible to go home but the sense is really strong of not having a home or not feeling at home and then so so being on the earth in life in connection it it has this always has this distance like a separation separated to like i don't belong here really i belong in my home I don't fit in here, really. I fit in my home, but my home is not here.
1: So I, it, the person who was bringing that, the trainer who was bringing that observation, um, just had this such a strong impression that it is, it is almost um, wished for. It is almost normal. It is almost the way men survive in the patriarchy. You know, it is that's acceptable. It's the way that men can be acceptable in the patriarchy, is to be this completely hollow person in this completely fabricated construct to interact with the world. However, I've also been working with hollow women, so the term is not gender specific.
0: But you have to imagine that the quote-unquote benefit or payoff of being a hollow man is. That you you don't, you you're free from being touched, you're free from being affected, and so you can go, you can do whatever your gremlin wants or your, your whatever the habits are that are passed down from father to son, uh, and and do them without conscience. But it's different from psychopath. It's a different thing from psychopath because psychopath is actually physically organically damaged because there's a break between the mind and the heart. And, and that's a, not a repairable break. It can be managed in a way that's healthier, but it's not, it's not, this is different from that because, because we're, we've done different surgeries before, different processes before where the being can come back and re inhabit. And we've done pieces of the being pieces of the energetic body And so we're we're still working on uh, the shift from having the distinctions land in this asteroid belt or this mask, this show, Mm -hmm. uh, and and shift those into the being. Like when you bring the being back, essentially it needs to learn to walk, for example. Mm -hmm. And there's this conflict between the, the mind going, well, I can already walk, but having to learn how to walk with a being inside is a completely different kind of walking Ooh. than walking with no being a hollow man, completely different kind Ooh. of walking. So it's a start over condition, but, and how, how to, how do the distinctions that are already in this a, asteroid cloud around the bubble or around the energetic body? It's like, how does, how do we bring those distinctions which are really useful. These things have worked. People have worked hard to have those distinctions. Mm-hmm. How do we, and how do we bring those? into that?
1: And I, I want to say that it's that? really uh, Janet, mm-hmm. I'm just going to mute you because this is background noise. And then when you want to speak, just, you know, unmute yourself. Thank you. When we meet, when we mean walk, it's really, it's like a baby, you know, and some of you had children or some of you have been around children and the, that's the degree to which the start over needs to be really learn how to walk. And so there's this example of this um, woman who discovered that she learned how to walk through a pressure, actually Mm -hmm. the pressure of the construct and that she had an external pressure. She would keep an external pressure to stay straight, like stay upright and walk. And you know discovered that and now is you know she keep she kept breaking stuff because oh. it wasn't like breaking bones breaking you know falling it wasn't sustainable and now she's learning how to walk from the inside and that's really this shift from l- learning how to lift from 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 the construct which is this pressure on the bubble of space basically from from emerging from the inside
0: and there's this theory or fear theoretical no it's a real fear but it's about what which is that with uh today's media saturation like being saturated in phones for example and and watching particularly young people being born with a phone in their hand essentially and uh and the, the hyperactivity of the mind in with complete basically disregard for the being that we have a whole generation now emerging in the um inherited Holland tradition. and it's that's so common and so accepted and it's a, a new way of life and a new hmm um, It's not even life. It's a new survival strategy that's so common and so rampant in the modern world that we're having a whole generation of hollow men and hollow women emerging on the planet.
2: So, Yeah.
0: Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So anybody, you know, anything about, about that?
0: Yeah. More about the personal part than the Mm -hmm. thing I just said. We're, we're looking, this is kind of really a new distinction or new, research yeah research so if you can help us share anything from your own self observation or your own life please let us know some things okay
3: if it's too noisy in the background i started writing my experience with a couple of hollow people it's my theory that aspects of their being is actually fragmented off and into close members of their family
2: so it's like together there a whole
1: I'm shaking with. Fear here. So the thing
3: is to see where see the aspects of their being that's fragmented in those around them.
2: It's thank a you. bit noisy here
3: i'll I'll write rather than talk.
2: Yeah, but right. that was great. thank you
3: Thank you. I like to share. Um, that this has been the research of most of my life as I grew up, uh, with a hollow person. And I guess I adapted it. So I was researching on myself why I just don't feel at home. I'm, I was lacking some center, but I was aware of it. I was, I was more and more conscious about it. And so the, the, the quest of my last 45, 50 years was really to find out what's, what's wrong with me. And I was searching, 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 and I was getting pieces together and pieces together and understanding more and more about it. And it, it is such gold to, I have suffered so much not understanding, not knowing what's wrong. And now I'm looking back on this on this adventure quest I went, and i'm I'm thankful that I grew up with a hollow person in my surroundings. It gave me the chance to to rediscover something that others cannot rediscover because they haven't lost it Anya, can you
1: share a couple of the the pieces that you've discovered that were important?
3: Right now it's, it's the, the experiment with, with anger. There's this, this idea that I'm, I'm going to the, the rage club with a It was beautiful. And I have this idea. I'm faking my anger. I know I have learned well. I have watched people. How do they act? How do they move? How do they, do they use their voice when they are angry? I can do that. I'm, I'm a perfect uh, player on stage, maybe. And I don't feel it inside. I, I lose my voice because it's not, it's not real. It's fake. I'm totally exhausted after one minute of doing conscious rage because it's fake. And I'm, I'm getting a taste back of what it could mean to go there. And I'm in a beautiful exchange with Nicole and, and she mirrors me. And I'm in exchange with, with Ava and she mirrors me and Things things are changing.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you. What were you saying? Well, I was I don't know, any hints about how do how do you navigate back to your, your own rage? How are you doing that? What are you how are you using? Is it is it the the mirrors? I mean you mentioned the mirrors from Nicole and and Eva.
3: Uh, I definitely, I, I have the, uh, experience that I, I I cannot, if you say just go up to 10% rage, I, I cannot just give this order to my body. I really need a trigger. I really, and here and now I need a trigger. And if I get a trigger here and now, I can get in touch with my anger. So I really need to go through the, to everyday life and, and, Really look out for here and now triggers, and then consciously experience what is my body doing now. Mm. Ah, okay. This is how anger feels or senses in my body.
1: Mm. Great, thank you. I'm asking this question because we're there's because this is so new. We just we don't we don't really have. Places, to, you know, what to offer, a clarity to offer to people like that, and so your the research. Then it's like, okay, that's that's experiments, experiment practices
2: that we can offer. Thank you,
4: Mark. I have two items. I'm curious what the distinction is between a. Overempowered gremlin and a hollow man in and the second is i just want to relate my own experience when my i've heard anger being false my anger is false it's usually my sadness or fear that is trying to express itself and it comes out through anger and when i heard about the throat to me that's always been fear so I'm curious. I offer the possibility that it's not anger when it's fault. it's either fear or sadness. I grew up in a society that said I could be angry as a male, but I couldn't be afraid and I couldn't be sad. That's my experience, and in a way that makes me a hollow man, right? If I'm expressing anger that's not anger, Sadness or fear, and I'm expressing it as anger, that really throws people off.
2: Thank you. There's somebody else. I have this question. I
5: heard you say, you know, the being's not there. And then my question is, what is there? And what I so far have from what you said is the body's there, the physical bodies there. And and yet I can't help but think there must be something of of the nature of being that's there for them even to be reaching out for any kind of help. And something about like build on that. I mean, that's, that's what I've done is, is I've, especially once I had the distinction of box and being, then I could orient kind of away from my box and, and find out if where I ended up was, was my being and, and build through experiences and more, like more, more something of being that, that wasn't box or even the the the, my asteroid belt that is kind of super box stuff maybe
2: thank you thank you
3: i want to say that there's no consciousness about that there's no consciousness about that there is no being in those hollow people they they have trained so well they they have learned so well like i i remember when i when i was a child i i was as i didn't have a, an example in real life i was hanging around in front of the television so many hours per day because i wanted to check out what how how is it to be a human being what how do they react and and i i was i i saw so many examples and i thought oh wow this is possible so this is possible. This is probably only a, a film. It's, it cannot be real because I didn't see it in real life. I only saw it on the television screen. And so that's how I I started to take on my behaving until I realized there was a connection taking place from my behaving to something inside. And in my family, I, I saw that example of there's just, the the tube is missing there is no connection there is no channel from this outside behavior that has been trained through just um taking on what others do and there's no connection to to any inside authority because that doesn't exist it just doesn't exist thank
2: you I
0: basically as yesterday. We distinguished this and all yesterday I was in a kind of a shock because I'm it was feeling like this was explaining a lot about my father or uh, other people I've met in the world that I did not understand a friend who recently committed suicide and just shocking it. Ex- it like helps gives an explanation to it, but I don't know the explanation. This feels like it explains a lot. And I think that's why I'm asking the question here, is just to, to ask if you, whatever, what you sense in your, in, have sensed in your life about
2: anything like this. When I was,
5: When I was younger, somebody said to me a lot of times, it, it, it takes all different kinds of people to make a world. And that became like a, a, a push off point for me to kind of get into these kinds of discoveries about what all different kinds of people are there. There's, there's this kind that I am, and it's similar to some other kinds. And then there's those people over there, similarly really different. And it got me really interested in what what makes a person one person different from another. And I studied a lot of people's ideas about that. And it as interestingly, perhaps next week I'm gonna be in a space with people who have studied possibility management and who've also studied human design which is a kind of astrology and just because it's it's been one of these resources that helped me get not, not necessarily like to believe it or not but to to do some more about what kind of different people there are because I've noticed yeah. in holding space for some people using possibility management that, that, they, that there's something more than just their numbness bar in the way of them feeling. And they, they can't seem to lower their numbness bar to get to a, a more authentic feeling. It's like it, I have such a clear experience of my authority comes from my feelings, comes from my center where my feelings are centered. Or, or something like that. That's how I experience it when I sense into the whatever kind of field I am. And when I give instruction to them to look in new places, they seem to find new places where, where the information about what to choose comes from. And so this is, yeah, this is in a way, part of discovery I've, picked up on after having really forgotten about human design for about 3 years and just starting to remember it and go what might this have for me about about how how to relate to people who are so different than how i seem to be and this seems to fall into that category and i can think of a couple of people that i would would maybe say yeah this maybe is a hollow person And none of them are asking me for anything. Uh, So, but yeah, so then I, I, I end up in this next question, which is. How can, how can this. Research empower. You know, uh, space holders and, and just how does it, but how does it become relevant to like. I guess I have a little bit of fear of uh, like mind candy mining and that being a waste of time or something. Thank you. Thank you.
6: I am wondering how this, what you're describing relates to people who fall into this, spectrum of being autistic because for these people all these interactions that have to do with feelings is something they just have to learn cognitively and I can imagine that then it can feel like there's just no being there because like relating using feelings and emotions Will feel hollow if the other person has just learned this stuff by really by thinking about it, thinking about how other people do this, how other people are when they're feeling sad or glad. Or so, so yeah. From what I'm hearing, I, I just think it could somehow it could be connected or related.
2: Thank you. Mm.
7: I have once been in a space with someone who who claims to speak kind of from from the heavens or something like this who speaks to me it looks like he just gave feedback from his bright principles and he kind of worked with something similar with the distinction that parts of people can still be somewhere else in the in in the universe basically and he like at first I like there were people in the space who I couldn't grasp. I was like, what What kind of person is this? I don't I don't get it at all. What What is he's here for? And when he named a quality of this person, that he said something like, "A part of you makes up the the density or the the, the stone on Mars," and something in this really felt like made this person feel seen and something like was some kind of connection for this person was built energetically to a part of him I felt like that made me able to see him way more and it goes kind of in this direction of what what Nicole shared this part of understanding people who who seem to be so different and like since i since I had this experience, I walk around to the world like also when there are people who seem to me like well i i don't I don't know at all what what your being is doing here, maybe the being is not doing it here, and that kind of opened a lot like a big world and brought also something like uh that it's not bad or wrong that it's up there there's a purpose to it there's a benefit of not only like for their survival, but maybe another one also.
2: Thank you.
1: I mean, what something that, you know, would um, <clears throat> fit into what you're saying, Kian, is that it seems that one of the, you know, I don't know, symptoms of, or manifestation of a hollow person is this, inability to create result here like in reality is is so there might be promises there might be commitments this might be i take a stand there might be um you know I, i i'm i'm yeah all this you know promises but in reality there's no this manifestation is just not it's just not happening and it you know if their being is doing something else somewhere else then it would it makes sense that it's like they, it's all smoke and mirrors over here on on Earth.
4: Yeah. Thank
3: you. Yeah, thank you, Anne-Chloe. When you say that, you in a part you describe myself, you describe me. And uh, I remember that there were times in my life when I thought, well, maybe I'm autistic. And in my 20s, somebody gave me a book about narcissistic personality disorder and i i read that and i thought oh wow that's describing this person in my family and then i read on and i thought oh gee it's also describing myself and i became aware that i can read that and i can say that i can say wow that's describing myself but this other person in my family wouldn't be able to see themselves in that book but i was and for me, that was like so. Oof, okay, so maybe, maybe I I can be healed. Mm. And I, I want to dis- distinguish that what you said earlier, Clinton, that there that there's this psychopathic way of it, and and there are different um, percentages of this state of hollowness. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Jeff, your
0: eyebrows are furrowed. what are you thinking anything you want to share
8: the first it's like i I feel angry because this hollow man the just the word itself is very like it's very it, it's i don't know there's sometimes a, the words that are chosen create a, a this gap that seems so big that it's like on unconquerable it's like un and it gives a sense of like oh you are a hollow person and this is and it's like i i have fear that it's like un it's it's so unapproachable like it, and that the person who may be this person will will never will will have such a difficult time connecting to this and and I'm and as as this is happening, I'm I'm asking like, hey, wait, is this me? Is this me? Is this me? I I I do I feel like I don't belong here. No, but do I feel hollow sometimes? Yes. Uh, I I don't know. So I I see that there's a lot of a lot of distilling with this distinction to do before it's 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 really clear like is the keystone of this that they feel like they don't belong on earth because i know a lot of people like that and they're able to like they they they're 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 waving through all the emotions actually pretty frequently it's not like they're hollow but they're just not able to maybe recognize which feeling is happening which emotion is happening and yeah, go ahead yeah i had this i had this this thing come in this morning i was in a space with someone and and they were finally tapping able to tap into their pain for maybe the first time consciously and i realized that somehow we're like we're, we're like these boats these ships going through the ocean like on our own and every other, maybe there's another ship that goes by. It's really far away. All this open oceans, like I'm just alone. And then when I hit this pain point, it's like, I go to port and I'm consciously allow myself to feel, I come to port and I come into the space with somebody else. And it's like the port where there's exchange and there's nourishment and, and meet people. And, and that's where I find grounds where I like that. That's where the ground is. And this finally, where, where I don't have to be alone anymore. Where I don't have to be like just surrounded by water everywhere. And it's and then and then sometimes it's it's like it's overwhelming. It's too intense, and I I have to go away. Go back to the sea. Go back to the ocean. But there's there's no there's no food there. There's no nourishment there. It's just me by myself trying to find uh, somehow unconsciously find the next port. Um yeah i I don't know how this is related to the to this, but it's just like it feels like it's right there,
0: yeah, thank you. thank you, yeah, Another way we were talking about this is that the first thing I put forward is my avatar, and so mm. it's like we wanted to use Avatar man, but for obvious james Cameron <laughs> reasons. And the distraction of the avatar concept it, it <clears throat> did not seem appropriate, but still, it, it fits completely well. It's like the avatar is the asteroid belt, you know, and the avatar is the the show and the mask, and the avatar is untouchable, and the avatar, you know, and then
8: you, you could say you could say Saturn Man or Saturn Woman, you know, like because this also kind of speaks to like being away from Earth.
1: What was the word? Saturn. Uh, Saturn. Saturn. Okay.
8: Yeah. Mark, go ahead.
4: Actually, why don't you try Boxman? Imagine an adaptive box. The, the, if your outside paint changes to mirror whatever situation you're in. So it's adaptive. And the other aspect is you talk about the fragmentation. Rather than those fragmentations making a person hollow, it, it it's like, this is precious to me. It's vulnerable. I can't function in this environment with this being vulnerable. And mm, let's say an angel being says, great, I'll watch that for, for you. And away it goes. The Problem is, we haven't recovered those initiatory processes would definitely do that. You recover all that stuff because you need it. But we don't know that we need it because we've got an artificial house that everybody else goes, "Ah, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong here. This house looks fine. You go inside and it's a disaster. So I think Boxman might work or adaptive box might be even better. Because boxes, we normally say are not very adaptive, but what if they are like overly adaptive?
0: Thank you. The the fragmentation thing, I think we're talking more about a wholesale, a wholesale, the whole being being out, not just the fragments of it. I think those are two different strategies somehow. And like I
4: I, you- I get that, and I question I question the ability of a human being in that case. I think that like autism sounds like a break from that. Where like who's who's still home? So I think that's what I'm curious about. Who's home? And and are we talking about the um, the vampires in the cafe? Are they running the shop?
1: Yeah, Mark, the, my proposal is to not try to mix the survival strategies. And it's possible that obviously we have more than one survival strategy, but it doesn't help to say, well, what about all of those? Are those whole, you know, are those hollow? Is this a whole of survival strategy? Thank you. Yeah.
4: For clarifying that.
9: I'd like to add on to. Uh, say something about what Jeff said. Um, I I found that I felt sad, Jeff, when you said that you go out to sea and, and there's nothing there. There's, you know, that you, that there's no food for you. And yet I just, I really see the value and, and I question people that aren't that aren't able to go out to sea on their own. And because there's a lot of food there, you are there. (laughs) And, it's not exclusive to interacting with people, but I, I and I, I, just see the value in that. Um, and I, I, question people that are not able to be alone that go from relationship to relationship to relationship. And they're, they they do not allow any space in between. I, I question the, the ability to get in touch with actually what
2: is going on. Thank
0: you. S- spoken from the lips of a sailor. <laughs> Actual.
9: Well, it's spoken from the lips of someone who is exploring a relationship with a man who has gone from woman to woman to woman, who's mm-hmm. been married three times and has not, and even including with me, has not allowed any space in between. And um, and I question the neediness of that, yeah. and not the ability to not be alone. And of course I'm the other extreme. I <laughs> I'm the other extreme so and that's not that's not healthy either. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Anybody else anything about this right now?
10: I didn't get all the beginning of the conversation but what I heard was that the the These people are saying that they don't belong here. Is that right, or did they said that?
0: There's a sense of that.
10: Yeah, the sense of that. And um, what what I found for myself was that I didn't find any X on the map my first years in possibility management because I was holding on to that story of I don't belong here and I I just want to go home. And this wanting to go home was so deep that I, that I kind of gave up all my bodies for this story. And that it's this the approach to the physical body, like really people mirroring me of how this angle look like. So I just tried it, but I couldn't feel it yet. Just trying to do these movements in my body or spending most of my time dancing and moving just to have any kind kind of clue of okay this is a physical body and how to move so and I was thinking of the website you did about being yourself and like for for me I know that is that um, it's really cheating it's it's I I really cheat with that survival strain I'm so afraid of what will happen if I really really be present in all my bodies on this planet and who the what the person is that I will become, so it's easier to just put a holograph here and say and just be adapted to whatever is there and I feel sad saying that because it's that's what I did, and I still am terrified and so what i I just want to say that there is a part where i really where I also feel angry sometimes where some context, metaphysics, possibility management, all the body stuff that a lot of people do they come together, and it's this and it's for this part, and that that they that I feel that, that there's um like a seed where they need to come together, so yeah, there can be something more maybe for these people to be here or or have kind of a path and And like a step by step thing because the the these contexts have different parts for everybody, so you can go step by step back into the body, so you want to be incarnated again, you want to be here, or you just or you just um or to find this part of you that decided to want to be here and mm. Um, yeah and 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 then not only accept it, but to want it, no matter if whatever if you come from maybe I came from Venus, I don't know, but now I'm here on earth, and there is something I wanted to be here for and to find that seed again because maybe it got lost, or I don't know, and yeah, so thank yeah. you,
2: thank you, Christina. Katarina, were you going to say something? Okay. An urge to
11: explain or add to that because um, from Anthroposophy, I know that um my son had had real trouble to incarnate into his body. So his being, his soul different terminology but was too big to actually incarnate into his physical body and in his early years sort of three four five six seven years we did a lot of work to help him to um artistic work and um work to to for his soul to incarnate into his physical body, which meant as well to keep his physical body warm and other things just to to allow this process to happen. And it felt, it, it sounded really foreign for me, but I could, over a time frame of two years, we could really sense there was somebody at home all of a sudden. Before that, he was a very angelic, Beautiful child, very innocent, but he was not at home. He was just, I can only put it in that word in those words, but it, it, and now in past his teenage age, there's again a place where he he has so much trouble to to deal with his emotional body. His emotional body is just so overwhelmingly big. big that the only way he copes with at the moment from what I'm seeing is numbing it with gaming, with exiting and not wanting to go there. And he lives on a high level of of unconscious anger. So this discord of the different bodies not fitting into the physical body that lives on planet earth here and tries to make sense of this, what's happening here. There's a disharmony or this discord there that, that is really difficult to to make work.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you. It yeah. made it a lot of sense to me how the, the artwork, that art, a painting or sculpture or something would would really allow the expression of the creation force of the being to manifest and then that would accomplish incarnation better and in parallel as a parallel path the expression, the clarity of there are feelings and emotions and there's angry, sad, fear and joy and there's the old map of feelings and new map of feelings and having a regular uh daily like three 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 practice. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's three minutes, three, three times a, a week of rage to start with. Pure rage, no reason, on the bed, you know, kicking, screaming rage, you know, three minutes, three times a week for three months is three three three. And that would be a, a way to a a a space where the uh feelings and emotions could come into the world and make sounds, you know, and actually be heard or actually come out rather than trying to understand them or contain them on the old map of feelings, you know, and try to suppress them on the old map of feelings. So but since the artwork made uh was helpful, the three 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 work would also be helpful possibly. So you could try that. There's a website called 3-3-3 dot my strike mm-hmm.
2: thank you thank you
10: yeah, yes and, and also movement like i I bring it in again because the the young people i i work with for example or or young people in general like i mean when the being comes inside it's a lot of energy and if you have a culture that sits all day and that and that gets more and more like there's more and more sitting, like energy wants to move. And it if if you don't move and don't make the sounds from the beginning, like there's so much mass. And I see on the one side, like I have kids now that aren't able not to do like I say like the simple things, but on the other side so they can do so many skills already and they don't have a space to go. And it's not not about skills, but it's about the Having like this force and and being able to express it, I mean, we have parkour where people just jump from roof to roof. That that's just the 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 down part of what you are able to do. Like with the body, if you move like the energy of the feelings and um, or a part where all bodies come together. Like it has to be really quick because the at the same time, the distraction is so quick to not do that. And then just, yeah, being numb in all bodies. That's just like that. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you.
5: There's a part to this that really sounds to me like, like there are things that are about bringing to the person what they missed getting as as a baby as a small child and i'm remembering when my eldest son was born it was as if it, it was as if he was so sensitive that that bit by bit he it he needed to be touched in a such a slow way starting in certain parts of his body so that he could be touched in other parts of his body or else he'd freak out like if 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 I touched him on the tummy, he he was like ah. But if I started with his feet or his hands, and then and then showed him almost the connection between that and his tummy, he would be like, okay, okay, yeah, I can do this. And it was this, yeah, this this process of becoming incarnated, or or kind of fully arriving, so that. So that a person can be here with all their parts that are outsourceable to somewhere. And there are some that maybe for some people I can outsource this part of me, but somebody else can't outsource that part of me. Like can't send it to another planet or into another person. And yeah, I'm getting so much from this about, about this beautiful process of becoming ever more incarnate to be here now to to do what whatever part of me that hasn't been able to be outsourced from earth is, is here for. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I mean, unless somebody would has a burning earth. thing. What are you going to say?
11: I just want to say, um, I haven't an, an urge. I believe that, no, no, I believe I, I have a sense that, the human souls that want to incarnate into the human body now are different than that the, the souls that were here 100 years or or 50 years there is a different shape a different construction that wants to incarnate into the physical body and there's a dismass, match there as well and i think we are evolutionary on a different yeah on a new path or a different stage than even 20 or 50 years ago and the the way the the forces work at the moment with with distraction that we are not able to feel ourselves that we're not able to experience ourselves that we are locked into patterns behaviors that are so strong that on one hand, are so destructive and don't hold us anymore. Initio- initiatory processes are not there anymore to give us an anchor point, and and families are not what what they were anymore. It's 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 so for the human humanness to incarnate into that physical body. It's yeah, I think there's a big mess that's <laughs> just coming through somehow. I love a big
2: mess. (laughs) Mm. So,
0: uh, time to experiment. It's we're in the part of the book that's chapter seven, page two twenty-two. I'm pretty sure about edge work. Yeah, and I.
2: there's a there's this way that each of
0: us in our lives and each of us in the work that we're doing with other people has this chance to be to take more to take responsibility in new ways It not just about taking more responsibility it's about being responsible in new ways and the the newness of the ways ellen like you're saying how it how it matches the times, you know, matches the necessity now. There are new ways are needed and new ways. In the the, for the initiations, for example, the authentic adulthood initiations for the evolutionary culture, the 21st century culture uh, do exist, but, but you will not find them until you go to the edge of the mainstream culture. Because they're not part of the mainstream culture, so they exist, but you need to go and do edge work to find, to locate, to participate in those initiatory processes. And so this whole consideration of edge work is huge, because this this idea that we've been talking about about wanting to go home, you know, find home, and then and then the the, the sensation of home that we have, that we relate to, the sensation of home that makes sense to us is, it's actually a reproduction copy of our experience of being in the mother's womb, which is, and this is so viscerally a home experience and the transition to being at home in the world occurs through initiatory processes, which have not happened for most people. And so our sensation of home does not mature, has not been matured by the initiatory processes. And so we're stuck then trying to go back to some group or family or, or hominess that's womb-like and protective and has an external authority that's going to take care of us. And, and then we're, Stuck back in looking for social security benefits from the government, you know, and health insurance, and expecting loving, motherly, external uh, sources of responsibility to take care of us, and this we call home, and the kind of home that so so imagine trying to be be relating. From inside of your womb, with somebody who's inside of somebody, some other womb. I mean, we're so packed into uh, a marshmallow zone. We'll get to that. that, that how, we can't even be, can't even touch, can't even connect, can't heart, we can't even see the other person, and, and we're trying to relate. So it's a, a tough situation to uh, to relate through, and and it requires edge work. Essentially, like I need to go. If I am at the edge of what I am, then I can meet another person being at the edge of where they are. And that's where relating can happen, is at the edges. That's why this whole thing about edge work is so important. But if if I think I'm going to relate from my womb-like hominess, then I have to force anybody I relate to, to to adopt the exact same hominess that I have. You have to move into my home. You have to move into my Comfort zone, whatever you call it. And so, and that's, then they don't get to be themselves. Then I'm not relating to somebody else. I'm relating to somebody who is pretending to be like me, to fit into my home. And we know, I mean, by now, probably most of us here know how unsatisfying that is, really. Because I don't, if I'm demanding or requiring that somebody fit into my home, I don't get to be with their aliveness. I don't get to be with aliveness the raw aliveness like a so i'm I'm trying to force them or force myself to fit into somebody else's home and be adaptive and be be nice and be understandable for them and so the possibility of collaborative relating collaborative relating isn't 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 possible it's not possible because of that dynamic so That's why this edge work thing is so important. So I want to reread, I think, part of what I read last week, just to get the context of what edge work is back in the space. I'm on page 222 in the introduction to chapter 7. And it says, over time, you may find that you are unwilling to pay some of the costs that your box is still willing to pay. To survive, so, so there's a you we're talking about that's different from your box. It's unwilling to pay the the cost that the box is willing to pay. This this difference of opinion begins a contest between you and your box. The box may want to continue spending your energy and attention on actions like trying to be perfect. I pause there for a moment. Just to see if there's any people still spending actions, intentions, and energy on trying to be perfect. Anybody notice that? Okay. So the, the the box wants to do this because then it's on attack. It cannot be attacked. You know, it's safe. The whole box's orientation is survival. Or keeping resentments. Does anybody still have a, a box putting time, energy, and attention in these little Revenge stories and holding resentments. Anybody have those? Okay. Or staying in isolation, like we were talking about. Putting out to sea and staying out there. Or putting on a show, which is the asteroid belt or the avatar. Constantly competing to be the best. Anybody have that one going on? Constantly trying to be the best one, stand out. Okay. Be visible. Not letting others know about your true inner experience. are people, Do you have this sense of being embarrassed about or ashamed about or guilty about your own inner experience and just putting energy into not sharing that? Anybody have that? Or, you know, constantly struggling for survival, including... Uh, you know, do I have the right clothes on to fit into this group, or do I have enough money to be seen eating at this cafe, or do I have enough money to live this kind of survival thing, or being secretly hypercritical of others? Anybody have this secretly hypercritical thing of others going on? Okay. Well, the reason I'm making this list is because is these are characteristics of of box characteristics of the box or hiding your inadequacies or hiding your superiorities. Anybody have either one of those? I mean, imagine (laughs) now we know what this means. I've got both of them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, you probably, you know, what a wild thing to go on to spending our creation force energy on trying to hide the fact that we're superior and inferior when in fact it's kind of obviously true because we're different from each other you know this that's one of the best things i have about friends is they're better at shit than i am i can i can go you know can you help me with this or what you know what do you think about this because they're they're just better at it than i am and then they ask me the same thing and there's a kind of group intelligence that comes out of having friends which is fairly effective, actually, with so many things to be expert at. Like if the the only thing to be expert at is how to get your horse to pull the plow so that you can plant potatoes, you know, then you have one conversation was how's your horse and how are your potatoes? You know, our lives are so multidimensional. There's so many things to be competent in that the teamwork thing is really fantastic for that. Or questioning the value of life itself. Are you putting time, energy, intention of questioning the sense of value of life itself? Anybody have that one going on? Erelyn okay. finally put her hands up. Hello, Erilyn. <laughs> so, okay, so all these things plus a bunch more. That. The box may want to continue spending your time, energy, and attention on that kind of action. Those are actions. Actions require energy. So it uses up your time, energy, and attention and energy. And and from the box's perspective, this is what is needed in order to survive. You get that? The box is adamantly clear. It's incessantly it's an imperative. You, we, I have to do these things. I have to behave like this. I have to be involved in these activities because this is the way of survival. And so, how can you question that? You can't. You have to go along with with the survival imperative. Say, okay, I've got to. I've got to be superior. I have to suppress people from knowing my inner experience. You know, I, I have to constantly struggle for survival and. Yet, at the same time, be hypercritical and and also superior, and like all this, I have to do this because this is how I survive so so from but from your new experience, like from the exper- ex, from the experimenter's perspective, these actions actually are producing unnecessary suffering, they are using up your time, energy, and attention in a way that that, that keeps you keeps us. In exactly where we are, which is exactly what the box wants to do. It wants to keep us exactly where we are. And so from the box's perspective, everything is hunky-dory, which means wonderful. And from your new perspective, these actions are actually causing suffering. And that we call life. So Some of the suffering that the box is willing to endure, some of those sufferings are no longer worth it to you. To have this false security, which which comes from remaining in such a well defended circumstance in your box, you know it's just no longer worth it to you. You go, God, I'm bored with this. I am tired of this. I feel like suffocating in here. There's no life has been ex, ex prohibited from entering this space where I where I live. There's, no, there's not enough life happening here. And then you get to, these are, these are like bridges or bridge questions. And the question is, who will win, you or your box? If you do not engage in this contest between you and your box with focused intention and with, with all your efforts, then your box will continue creating what it has designed itself to create. Ordinary human relating. And I repeat, a lot of what we are engaged in together was intended to happen around when you're 18 years old. And since every day since then, those behaviors have become more and more petrified, more and more crystallized, less and less flexible, more rigid. And so harder and harder to escape from or to break out of. Not not that it's impossible, it's just. You got to get it that the shifts that a lot of the shifts that we're working with here were intended to happen at this time when we are have the capacity to just shift and go in a lot more flexible way than we have right now. And so that's why it can seem so difficult or almost hopeless, but it's not hopeless and it's it just takes more persistence. That's all. Just keep practicing. Um but because we've been in I'm sure you've been in spaces where you have some eighteen year old going through some authentic adulthood initiatory process and they're through before you hardly begin setting up the space before you hardly finish describing the thing they're through ready for the next thing and it's It's fabulous to you know but less than eighteen years old, there's not enough responsibility, so it's fabulous to do it with. In that time span, you know, the 18, 19, 20, 21, these years are fabulous for doing this kind of work. So, please, you know, that's an invitation to bring those people in. To create extraordinary human relating, you face the challenge of expanding your box. And here, exactly here, is where we apply edge work. This is edge work. Edge work is a way for loosening the grip of your box on your limitations with certain restrictions ease up a little bit you will be able to start taking what were previously forbidden actions and i think you could remember how many people recently can you remember actually performing or or accomplishing a a just previously forbidden action did anybody had that experience so so this means you're doing edge work That's what that it's a it's a quality of edge work is you actually can can, you actually remember, you know, that my whole life up until that moment, this action was a previously forbidden action. And I just did it just now. And it's like, and I'm not dead. I didn't get destroyed. I discovered something new. Whoa. But that sense of that thing there was a previous, you know, I could never have worn my shirt inside out. Or I could never have interrupted this a conversation with a man or a woman. I could never interrupt the conversation. Or I could never just say what I want and then walk away. You know, they're like on and on and on. There's millions of possible things that have been suppressed or forbidden. And your new then that happens in edge work, that's edge work. Those are edge work experiments. Your new actions, small though they might seem will permit you to enter previously inaccessible areas of extraordinary human relating. The procedure for edge work is to go to an interesting edge of your box and to stay at the edge while staying there to do edge work experiments. Edge work brings your life to life.
2: What? Wow. Yeah.
1: Oh, what a way to end the paragraph.
0: God, the guy <laughs> must have been in some space, eh? No, he just has a, an amazing archetypal lineage. Mm. His job is to, to write it down. That's what that's what his job is, is, to write stuff like that down. He has, this is his, you know, I this is his 43rd beat book. It's like, so, and it's almost full, so. Okay.
2: Anything about, okay, all right. I'm going to
0: keep reading. Section 7A, the marshmallow zone. Everybody knows what a marshmallow is? Anybody who doesn't know what a marshmallow is? Okay. I don't know how you say it in other languages, but it's these white or sometimes pink these days, puffy, sugary, sweet, sticky, Things that they stick in hot chocolate, or you can poke it on a stick. Here, and,
1: and it's only in New Zealand. They do that. It's only in New Zealand. They stick it in hot chocolate, and then it melts. Oh no! Okay.
0: No, <laughs> they do it in America. Okay, good. But good. they put pink ones. They put pink, artificially strawberry-flavored pink marshmallows into your hot chocolate, <laughs> and <it melts. laughs> I, as soon as I get one, I plop it out, and you know, onto the table. Like so, it just sits there, and goes mm. like this. So. That's what a marshmallow is. areno? okay? What do you call Portuguese, it? Is she... a Portuguese, what?
6: No, Spanish.
0: Spanish. Espanol, uh, okay?
6: Espanol. Como? Marshmallow. Ah, okay. Nosotros decimos igual.
0: No, one of the initiations that I, I've done a bunch of times, especially with 18-year-olds, is great, but actually with 70-year-olds, it's better, is you actually learn how to make a... A slingshot. You take a wire coat hanger with some pliers, and you bend it into the shape that kind of goes up like a Y. And then you attach two rubber bands on here and put a piece of leather in between. And then you have a slingshot like this. It's like a, it's a weapon. But what's fabulous is to put out a large bag of marshmallows and let people have a marshmallow slingshot battle because you go and it, it doesn't even can hardly feel it. You cannot hurt yourself by shooting somebody point blank with a marshmallow slingshot with rubber bands. And so it's a fabulous uh, everybody loses game because everybody gets covered with this with this white puffs of powder from the marshmallows. But the thing is, people start recycling the marshmallows and they bounce off and hit the ground. You run out of ammunition. You pick them off the ground and they're wet from the grass and then you shoot those. And they sometimes stick back on your on your slingshot and hit you because they don't leave the leather. <laughs> Everybody's covered with a sticky white mess and it's just a fabulous initiatory process, some kind of healing process. So, I mean, up in the lab just this past week, we all made uh, chopsticks together. And, and they're made out of local New Zealand hardwoods. And it was just really fun to sit around and uh, get direct contact with the local trees and bushes and plants. These are all uh, broken, dried ones first, so we didn't have to hurt anything to get them. But then uh, you eat eating your oatmeal in the morning with chopsticks, it's really great. So contrary to what we might assume, You do not live your life in your whole box. You live toward the center of your box, well away from its edges, in the warm, soft, familiar, and sweet marshmallow zone of your box. Life in the marshmallow zone is secure, predictable. I'm not saying it's not painful. You know, people, we get so friendly with our pain that,
1: go ahead. I mean, there's sort of, there's, there's kind of two kind of boxes and it's, there's I'm okay boxes where, and that's this fantasy world, this complete illusion of everything's fine. I'm fine. The weather's fine. And, uh, you know, my relationship is fine. And, and that's the, that's the marshmallow zone of box. I'm okay. And then there's this box. I'm not okay. And nothing is fine. I'm not fine. You know, everything's painful and, and you know, I, my, my, I suck at relationship, but both of them are both boxes. They're both. And so stories. Yeah. They could what, Illusions. And so it, and like Clinton was saying is so many of us have painful boxes, but it feels so familiar. It feels so good to be in that pain.
0: Cause our box knows how to survive in that situation. So no matter how good, Something comes along if you 're in an i 'm not okay box, you have to find some some way in which you 're not okay or you 're too terrified to even stay there so we we are so masters at scanning people and spaces and circumstances and to enter those those circumstances that match the needs of our box that match the design of our box that you know we could put you in a party of two hundred people within about 45 seconds you will have scanned the one person whose box will drive your your box crazy in a certain way that you will feel very comfortable and familiar and then you go all men are like this all women are like this you know see you know i went to a party with 200 people you know (laughs) and they all all go scan each other and come right together so the box can do it this you know and we are really good at scanning so life in the marshmallow zone is secure, predictable, controllable and safe, you know, as as a fantasy world. If you're honest, you must also admit that the marshmallow zone is restrictive, boring, lifeless, frustrating and attenuated. You know, imagine how things sound inside of your marshmallow zone. <laughs> like that pretty much sounds everything sounds like that we should each get a bag of marshmallows okay there's an experiment get yourself a bag of marshmallows this thing, and and pack them around your head like make a bowl full of marshmallows and just put your face in it for a while and then try to talk to people with this marshmallow bowl in your face and like pack your mouth full of about 15 large marshmallows And see how well it is to, how it is to communicate and what that does to your glycemic system and, and how (laughs) far out of balance it takes you in about 30 seconds. Um, Yeah, Yeah. And to really uh, do this marshmallow zone experiment of getting it, how you're not sure if I'm talking about it in the book, but it's like, you know, the moment you even start stepping outside of your marshmallow zone, you know. You know that you start getting to the edge of your box. What do you feel? Fear. Fear. Right. And that's how you can just feel it instantly. Oh, my God, I'm getting to the edge. And if fear is not okay, what your whole body's reflexively go back to the marshmallow zone. And this is happening multiple times a day that the universe is inviting us to come out and evolve. And we're going, oh, that's scary. Year is not okay back in the marshmallow zone multiple times a day i mean another experiment is is to notice how y- you come to the corner of a street when you're walking for example or you walk out the front door of your house or you lo- open the refrigerator in your house or or and in that moment you're making a decision you're making many decisions in those moments and it's like this first Thought, second thought thing, it's like if your first decision is to go to the left, try going straight, and it will freak out your bot- your marshmallow zone, like step out of the marshmallow zone is the experiment, and so it's pretty easy if you get the sense of you're making a decision and the the normal decision is to go that way and and then, if you have that sense, you just spontaneously for no reason go go some other way, or just stop and stand there. You know, the, the crosswalk turns green and you just stand there. You don't go across the street. Or things like that. Don't do this while you're driving in a car, because other drivers expect you to drive correctly. So this, this is forbidden to do this kind of experiment while driving your car, or even your bicycle, but uh, or especially one of those scooters things. So no, but so when you're walking around and going around, just meet the moment when you're making the decision. And, and without even figuring out what the next decision will be, do something different than your marshmallow zone. That's the experiment. It's because uh, you have, we have wrapped ourselves. You've wrapped yourself into the comforts of the marshmallow zone because you know what it feels like to get too close to the edge. Just thinking about going to the edge of your box sends a cold chill running down your spine. Try to remember the last time this happened to you. Perhaps you accidentally found yourself in a homosexual apparatus shop, or your boss asked you to give a speech to the board of directors, or your partner accused you of having an affair, or an ill friend asked you to accompany them as they die, or you turned a corner and were suddenly face-to-face with a rough-looking gang of teenagers. Or you clicked on the wrong icon and found yourself in a triple-X sex website. Or you got a tax bill from the government for several zeros more than the balance that's in your bank account. Or you got a flat tire in a ghetto neighborhood alone at night. Or someone misinterpreted what you said and considered it to be serious flirting. Or you thought your lottery ticket contained winning numbers, and then it didn't. Or someone at the train station tried to sell you heroin. Or, I mean, there's all these these ways where you are immediately brought to the edge of your box. And, and then we try to think how much effort you take to avoid those circumstances. You get that? We put a lot of effort into normalizing flattening, insulating our life so that those exact edge work things, conditions will not arise for us. And that's a lot of effort. So over there, as in the example cited above, beyond the edge, that's the scary unknown out there. Being at the edge is risky. Control slips through your fingers. You know you don't have complete control of all the details when you're at this edge, and mysterious and and mysterious and unending although nameless dangers await for you at the edge. You get this? We don't even know what the dangers are at the edge we just know they're there, and they're we can't we don't get to control those long ago, perhaps out of your awareness. You decided that the best place to be was far away from those scary edges in the safety of the marshmallow zone of your box, no matter what it cost you, because then you could survive. So that old decision is still in effect. And your, your life is at the effect of that decision and those actions. The marshmallow zone is protection against Life's greatest paradox, death. So we think the marshmallow zone is protection against death. The marshmallow zone gives you the illusion that death does not exist, or anyway, does not apply to me. So we we really spend our, our days going through life as if death does not apply to me. Anybody ever have a sense of that? Yeah. Yeah, And it's like, it's like, what? No, I'm, no. It's really incredible what we do. So it is exactly here, which is at the edge, that the paradox reveals its necessity. The paradox of death reveals how necessary it is at the edge, because unless you are aware that at some point all life inevitably comes to an end. You are not really living. It, it brings aliveness to life to know that
2: death is waiting for you. Life thrives
0: at the edge. At the edge where the old dies and the new is born. A, that's what's happening at the edge. The intersection between what is and what could be. And so human beings, we get that as an opportunity. It's true that a tree or a cat, whatever, also lives on that edge, but they don't know it. And we can know it. You can know it. You can know that you're living on this edge of what is, you know, basically what's behind you and what could be, which is standing in front of you at the edge. It's very scary to go to an edge and turn around the other way. And you know this edge is back there, but you even have less awareness of taking the wrong step and going "Ah," over the edge. In other words, life thrives through evolution. The paradox is that evolution does not occur in the overprotected, soft, sweet, comfy, warm marshmallow zone. Evolution doesn't happen there. Time goes by. But 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 life doesn't happen there. Evolution doesn't happen there. Our difficulty is that evolution is the catalyst for sustaining extraordinary human relating. And it's difficult because it's a kind of balancing act to stay at this edge. And it's also the fear of being at the edge cannot be escaped. You can't escape it. If you're escaping fear at the edge, you're not at the edge anymore. You know, and the thing is, when you when you stay at the edge, you're building out new territory for being or presence or relating. And the edge itself becomes familiar enough. It becomes your new home enough that it moves. The edge is moving. So you're, when you build out new territory, you need to keep taking steps to stay at the edge. Because if you've been at... What was once the edge for an hour or a week, you know, it's not the edge anymore because you built out, you become familiar with how it works at that place. That means you need to take another step to stay at the edge. So you're actually chasing the edge and working because you're in expanding territory. If you don't go to the edge, the territory does not expand, it just stays how it is. But your consciousness at the edge causes the edge to move. And so that that makes it a service to humanity when you stay at the edge, you're building out new territory for the human for the ethnosphere, planet Earth, or the human morphogenetic field you're just by your awareness being at the edge, you're building out new territory which others can then more easily occupy become so people expand i mean if you look around you, there's so much much evidence of somebody's done edge work before. This is a metal a steel cup with enamel on the outside. Okay, somebody stood at the edge a long time to figure out steel, cups, enamel, and somehow getting this into my hands. So all of these are where people have stood on edges for a long time, and it became so that I could go into a little shop and end up with this, my drinking cup. And so, so all around in our lives, is evidence of successful edge work people might not have called it that but it's that's what's happening is that i benefit from the edge work of millions of people before me and in a way when you do this edge work which is non-material edge work most my cup is material edge work but we're talking about non-material edge work what a fabulous thing that is non-material edge work provides so much value for Other human beings to benefit from, so in turn, and that's part of your service to the village, part of your, part of the way that you um, provide value for the village is to stay at different edges that nobody else can even see or knows how to stand at. They are not the same edges as you, and you stand at this edge, and your consciousness there builds out new territory, which then the other people in the village can apply, can inhabit, and then you can inhabit other people's edge work experiment, new territory. And this is an exchange of value. You can invite people to your new territory and they can invite you to theirs. And this is a hugely valuable exchange. That's the currency of next culture. It's the currency of archiarchy it is this exchange of edge work invention of new territory. This is hugely, this is the currency. So uh, so this difficulty the, the the scary thing is that evolution is the catalyst for sustaining extraordinary human relating. And what that means is is if you're not afraid, you know if you're not if fear is not involved in in the love you can't you don't you're not really having love. You're having some fantasy world of love. There's this huge new age misconception distortion of reality that says, if you're feeling afraid, it's not love. Anybody heard that before? This is a meme. So you can invent memes about anything, but it does not make the meme helpful because you can invent memes that have no connection to reality. So this thing about fear or love is so far away from reality that Uh, People are losing the chance to do edge work in their relating. Because if it's edge work, you will feel afraid. But edge work is where relating actually happens. Extraordinary relating happens in edge work. In the conflict between the box and evolution, nothing is automatically decided. You might think that it is. Your box is trying to convince you that it's automatically decided. We don't do this. It's not going to happen. But it is not automatically decided. It is completely your privilege and your responsibility to choose whether or not you use the force of your free will to defend yourself from the influence of evolution or not. You can use your free will to defend yourself from the forces of evolution, in which case then you put yourself into the pattern of, Evolving only on your deathbed, you know, only in those last moments of life, if you're lucky enough not to have sudden death. As a spiritual teacher, I, I knew one time he had this shirt printed up on the front that said, sudden death is funny. And he was working a lot with death, you know, and it's all of a sudden you're dead. It's like you didn't see the car coming, you know, and a meteorite lands on your head, something like that. It's like all of a sudden you're dead and then you don't get a chance to reconsider you don't get a chance to assess or to uh, to notice you know what your life or anything so and on and then on the back of the t-shirt it said sudden death is not funny so you get your choice about that also
2: it's a spiritual
0: joke it's a spiritual <laughs> joke. <laughs> It is clear that if you are single and live alone in the marshmallow zone, your box has won. That's a spark also. It is clear that if you are single and live alone in the marshmallow zone, years can go by unnoticed because you have chosen to not let anyone near enough to press you with alternatives to your box's view of reality. You get that, how uncomfortable that can be when somebody else is around? They're going to question your box's view on reality. That's not allowed. You can't question my box's view of reality. If you choose relating, but you still intend to stay in your marshmallow zone, then it is guaranteed that you will generate only ordinary human relating. You get that ordinary human relating is box-to-box warfare. And so if you choose if you choose to not let, so if you choose to, and you, you still intend to stay in your marshmallow zone, it's guaranteed you will generate box-to-box warfare. So locked in your marshmallow zone, your partner does not get to be in contact with you. The closest they can come to you is the periphery of your box. Relating itself soon turns stale and dry suffocated by lack of possibility interactions are are theoretical i god well at the cafe just the other day i'm sitting there looking at these two people sitting across from each other having theoretical interactions like they, they could not even look in each other's eyes they're eating and they're looking somewhere else and they're having dinner together but it was theoretically having dinner together they were, they were actually not there together we're not connected so relationships relationship turns stale and dry and it's suffocated by a lack of possibility and interactions are theoretical and do not feed your being or your partner's being and conflicts arise because you're bored conflicts arise to use up your time and energy conflicts arise because your heart and your soul are struggling for their lives and your partners are too.
1: I mean, I mean, wouldn't, I mean, this is amazing. I've never heard this before, but to realize that if you're having a conflict with somebody, it, you know, I mean, one possibility and possibility management is to, is to say, okay, this is my gremlin, you know, what is my gremlin up to? And, and it's a, and it's a, you know, useful or it's a powerful way to approach conflict but to consider i'm having a conflict because my heart and soul i are you know struggling to survive and be okay what what does my heart want like what does my soul want right now that i need to be in this conflict because i don't know how to feed them i don't know how to feed my soul and my heart i mean i would propose that that could be the experiment for one of the experiment for next week and then the conflict doesn't need to be um, you know loud or or even uh, how do to say like happening in you know out loud it could be an in, it could be this inner conversation you know you have a conflict with somebody in your head you know because you can't have the conflict in reality because you're such a good person or something like that
2: So say the experiment in the
1: experiment is when you notice this the, the conflict that you're having with somebody. To, to to connect with your heart and soul and, and have this thing, okay, what are you struggling for? What are you struggling for what now? What does your heart want? What yeah. does your soul want? Yeah. That, yeah. That you're not feeding and instead of having a conflict.
0: The marshmallow zone is like a bath in, in vanilla sauce. No matter how warm, safe, sweet soft and familiar the marshmallow zone feels sooner or later you have to get out of it sooner or later you have to get out of your marshmallow zone and so what i said was if you're dedicated and committed to your marshmallow zone then the time you leave your marshmallow zone is when you die and So sooner or later you will get out of your marshmallow zone Especially if you, as a man, intend to engage in parley, which is a word borrowed from Pirates of the Caribbean. So, if you, as a man, intend to engage in parley with a pirate, sorceress, warrioress, queen goddess woman, or if you, as a woman, wish to join adventures with a pirate, magician, king, spiritual warrior man, And there's a parenthesis. We'll be entering these possibilities in depth in part four of chapters ten and eleven. In part four of the book, which is the is the archetypal level. So it was a hint of coming attractions. So that's when it would be necessary to exit your marshmallow zone in real time, ongoingly in the present. Is when you when you want to have that kind of a conversation. Happiness and a fulfilled and fulfilled relating are never permanent or achievable objectives. So this whole thing of happiness and a fulfilled relationship, you know we have this as a fantasy world oftentimes and and what this book is saying is it's never permanent and never achievable. That's why the movies end at the happy happy ever after and then they stop because The next chapter is the next breakdown. It's the next edge. So joy is dynamic and fluid. Joy is discovered over and over again, each time in a new way. And I'm sure you know that if you found a place that makes really good donuts and you eat one and it's so amazing, and the next day you go back to the same place, that donut is not quite as amazing as it was before. Is this how is the second kiss as amazing as the first kiss? How is the second glance in the eyes, or the thousandth glance glance in the eyes, as amazing as the first glance in the eyes? How does that happen? Such ex, such exploring, which is a, to answer those questions, demands that you have access to a robust set of resources. A baby chick does not fulfill its destiny except by cracking out of its protective shell. A butterfly does not stretch into its beauty except by splitting its chrysalis and taking flight. You will not unfold into extraordinary human relating except by pulling the stopper and draining your marshmallow zone dry. And then going to the edge of your box and reaching your arms
2: outwards. End of section A. So anything about any of that edge work stuff?
4: Uh, for the possibility you ask that differently, Clinton, I find that
0: question like a wall. You don't have dynamite. When I walk down the street, I notice marshmallow zone reparations going on ongoingly what I notice when I meet other people in wherever I'm going in the hardware store, talking to the lady at the hardware store, whatever, it's what's happening for the most part is furious dedication to repairing the marshmallow zone. And part of my edge work experiments are how, how to sidestep the marshmallow zone. When I meet people there isn't whatever so much time or energy to use. You know, they're not paying me for an emotional healing process or whatever. So I get to just interact with people, but I'm just unwilling to interact in the marshmallow zone. And so I've usually, the skill I'm developing is a skill to go nonlinear, to interact with people in, in an orthogonal way which means like this, you know, here's, here's the marshmallow zone. This is what's happening and go like this without getting arrested. I don't want to break the third rule. And so it, it doesn't always work. You know, um, many times the people don't even notice that I did not answer the question they asked, or I asked them a question that they can't answer, cannot answer, or that I make comments of, of appreciation about things that they don't let in, for example, or I make an invitation for an interaction that they don't accept. There's lots of lots of ways that a. But I'm not interested in the in the marshmallow interaction. My life's too short because I, you know, I'm concerned about. I know death is over my left shoulder, and so okay, evolution is happening right now. What what's the offer I can make that will bring aliveness? In a a respectful way, in an entertaining or respectful or, you know, transformational way in this moment with this person right here. Yes.
4: I'm doing that. And I spin back into the box. I can't get the box to stay quiet. I'm okay with that. I'm having amazing experiences. And I'm engaging people who are exploring the edge of the marshmallow zone. And they flip back into the marshmallow zone, or they don't when I engage with them. I don't know how to negotiate or dance with that any better than I'm doing right now. And that triggers my, oh, am I, needing to be successful or otherwise i'm a failure all this stuff goes on within a second so this is what i struggle with this is why i don't speak up much because it all goes again and again and oftentimes i get stopped at the old stuff the box oh i need to defend myself oh you said I'm not sure that I'm triggered right now. I don't think I am, but I could very well be. It's a small trigger if it is, a hook, sorry. I've been hanging out with my roommate too much. He talks and triggers. I've been showing him the possibility that it might be a hook instead of a trigger. In the last month, I've transitioned my whole life from where I was to a completely different place. I don't know how to talk about that neutrally. It's exciting. Every time I turn around and leave Seattle and drive back here, which I've done five times in the last five weeks, six hour drive. Every time I turn around and come back, I can make the journey. All six hours, one shot. When I go up, I have to stop in Portland because it's like I'm leaving where I want to be. So. And I make it work. Thank you. I've moved all my stuff without renting a truck. I borrowed a friend's truck twice. I still have too much crap, but it fits in the space available.
0: Go figure. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else. Anything else about what we've been exploring today, Jeff? So
8: yes, uh, I was. And Julia we created we created a space last night for intimacy practice and, and and this, and there was one person in the space that was just like like I feel nothingness I, I and I feel angry that I'm being constricted by this language that i'm you're making me use and and at one point I just the this like this this deep Anger came up, and I was just and I just went for it because I was like, okay, I there's no way I just need to like try to bring this box so clearly into the light that like there's nowhere else to go. And, and then it what started was like, uh, oh, but you know, th- maybe you're it, this is too much, maybe he's not ready yet, maybe he's and I'm like, he's here, he's in an intimacy space like what why are you why why are you here and and it started this like you know people trying to help him go back into his marshmallow zone and help him stay there and i was i kept going i kept going for the next one but i i find myself being met so often in these spaces where there's a there's a there's a challenge or a push that happens and then other other boxes start to to like protect this box and I I don't I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> uh, um I guess I I'm, I'm saying this cuz I like possibilities.
1: I have one is that it's really this you know when we uh in labs when we uh, offer the possibility for people to learn how to deliver emotional healing processes we basically say you're doing two things, which is bringing people to the liquid state, meaning that they will feel something, and using the golden keys. So this guy gave you the golden keys, which is he's feeling constricted, and that would have been okay. Is that a theme in your life that you feel constricted? I mean, okay, when did it start? I mean, and then and that's the golden key. He's giving you the golden key, and um, you know, and his gremlin probably wanted a, a war you know wanted a gremlin war with you the authority figure and then all the rescuers of the other participants and in, and instead you can go with the golden key and use exactly the words people it's so amazing people give us the golden keys
2: yeah good yeah. luck
0: <laughs> shift go julia
11: Yeah, yeah, what I wanted to say is that I, I, the, the people that surround me are a direct reflection of how willing I am to go to my edge. So I noticed that I've, I've had, like, yeah, I, it's changing by the amount of radicality that I'm willing to take to stay at my edge. And that goes also for, for spaces that I hold. So I've noticed that I've surrounded myself with a lot of people that love to stay in the marshmallow zone which gives me a direct reflection of where i am with my marshmallow zone and um and the amount of anger i need to really keep my center and and become a conscious asshole is really scary that's that's an edge at the same time there's I, I notice how much skill it really requires also to to not only use anger
2: be connected to these other feelings. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Somebody else?
12: Yeah. Good morning. Um, I'm finding that um, I I have this, um, I almost want to say it's an addiction. I get really high on edge work. I really um I, I I feel drawn toward it, and then I have when I get to the edge and I may even step over the edge and create some ripples within myself or in my environment, i'll ping pong right back to the center of the marshmallow, like not even just leaning back into my marshmallow zone i'll go way it, it's like this um I'm having this and and I think it's because i'm um, more, doing more and more edge work. And it seems to be where I'm at right now. And I think there's a lot of fear. Like I'll go to the edge and I'll, things will go and I'll get lots of feedback. And then i boom, I'm back in the middle of the, the marshmallow and I'm looking around my house and I'm going, whoa, it's like my house is like a marshmallow, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm noticing this. Um, you know, listening to Yulia, like this, it takes, it takes a lot to actually stay on the edge. Because I'm, I'm in that, and, and that's a lot of energy too. That's a lot of life force that I'm using.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you. There's two tricks. There's two techniques you can use with that. And mm-hmm. one, of, one of them is from mountain climbing, essentially, which is to, in the new territory, as soon as you open new territory, you put a stake in the new territory or piton. <laughs> Hammer a piton in there, a, a, a point, like an anchor point and if you tie a rope into it like an energetic rope then it's possible even to move your point of origin to where the stake is in the new territory right Mm -hmm. now your your point of origin is still in the marshmallow zone yeah so and and there's it's not good or bad or right or wrong you know this is mountain climbing so some people Mm -hmm. love it and some people could never imagine even thinking about doing it but if you if you're ready to start doing that kind of work, then you you actually hammer a little stake into the new territory energetically, loop a rope through it, and move your point of origin to where the stake is. And mm-hmm. that means when you go back into the marshmallow zone, you start looking around and going, you just start dismantling your marshmallow zone. That's the other trick. Mm-hmm. You just start to dismantle mm-hmm. it. And so you just take yeah, boxes full of clothes out of your closet boxes full of shit out of your kitchen your closets you empty the garage you just really lighten the load in your marshmallow zone you start to dismantle.
12: It. thanks for that what i what i'm experiencing even as you talk is that my marshmallow zone is becoming incredibly uncomfortable like it's it's almost intolerable so i'm i'm seeing that that you know that court that piton that's that's definitely happening where i'm having oh there's this aliveness there's this growth and then and then the the marshmallow zone is just it's it, it is like that kind of choking on it so thanks you're welcome
1: there's this website called point of origin erin you might want to read that because i think that's really this this the change of stake is to to keep moving your point of origin along your uh, egg experiment not not as a how do you say it? it's like um yeah, no. Is it like a battle Um a swing? Like you you're doing swing work, and, and instead it's like you and do mountain climbing instead.
0: Swing work instead of edge work. Yeah. <laughs> la, 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 la 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 la. You already know you're going back when mm-hmm. you're out there. Yeah, I'm. I'm not that it's so relevant. There's a film called Stargate. And there's that introduction to the concept or tool. Well, the concept, whatever, a point of origin. What is a point of origin? And that's the point of origin of the point of origin. So that's where the logo comes from. And I'm going to put a film clip in there from that film called Stargate. We have just a couple of minutes left. Anybody else? I
3: just came up with something that, Came up when you all were t- talking and it's like, um, I take away all the points of relativity outside and I just put this thing that you put in the mountain inside myself. And, and I, I get acquainted with all my, my humanness and I burn in the fire of, of what I, Though so far thought I cannot stand, I cannot bear. And, and that's what I'm trying every now and then. I, when I'm shaken and I, I'm staying right here. And then I, I, I don't experience any marshmallow zone anymore because I'm not in touch with it anymore because I'm only in touch with myself. And then, um, if, if you took me then and put me even beyond the edge, I wouldn't probably even care because I'm with myself, I'm connected to myself. It just came up, I just needed to share that.
2: Thank you.
5: It goes with something I have, which is this, how, going to out from my marshmallow zone to the edge is this one movement. And then there's this other movement that takes me to a really scary place, which is this smaller here. And now smaller, 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 smaller. And I'm like, now what?
2: And, and the, yeah, it's almost a,
5: another move to try.
0: Nicole, there's this thing. You know, if you have a smaller now, for example, a really small stories exist in time. Stories exist in time, and now is too small for stories. So what you described to me was this conflict, or par- this conflict of trying to have a small now and trying to keep your stories, trying to keep your story about who you are, what you are, yourself. Your, yeah. your, your kids, you're trying to school, and then you can't, you cannot. It keeps expanding your now out, and you and you try to minimize your now, which you can do, and then you try to put stories in it, and it makes it get big again. So the the thing about what I was talking with erlyn about dismantling your marshmallow zone means also letting the stories go. And your question was, well, now what? There's this uh, a great film called called peaceful warrior but it, the idea is now what you don't have to worry about that because it's going there will always be a now what you don't have to wait so long before the next thing happens i mean tom hanks was 4 years on this island in the film called castaway you know he waited 4 years alone surviving you know on this desert island with him and some palm trees and sand and he just, he what he learned was just by waiting, the next thing happens. You just, you just have to, it doesn't take, usually for us, it's not even hardly more than a couple of breaths. But even if it's four years, you just really just wait. And the next thing will happen. You don't have to try to concoct the next thing. You know, you've got bright principles. You've got archetypal lineage. I, didn't,
5: got- I didn't mean now what about trying to concoct something. It was more this like, More this, it wasn't even a, it's not that I'm thinking, why not? It's like this fear of like here on this, instead of it being an edge where there's, it's, it's a different kind of um, way of being on the edge where there's so much fear because I'm not, I don't have my stories. I don't have my, my identity with me.
0: Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it's the identity of having no identity. Okay, new game.
5: I mean, if I'm really in a here and now, I'm not in an identity of having no identity.
0: It, but try it for try it first. Try that first. Just keep yeah. breathing. Just keep okay. breathing. And the next yeah, thing. Yeah, that's
5: I'm, what I've been experimenting
1: with.
0: Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you for the research and the sharing. Thank you for the space. Thanks for really coming here.
1: Thank you. you
0: you. have a great time see you around bye bye Thank
2: thank you